and welcome to Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. Today, we're going to be discussing coming out of the spiritual closet. Now, what I mean by this is the ability to feel that we're able to share our spiritual journeys, our gifts with others, being able to state openly that we believe in things that are spiritual and that we perhaps practice different spiritual arts. As most of you who know me are aware, nowadays I'm very openly spiritual and I have got a passion for exploring the spiritual aspects of healing and well-being, not only for myself, but also for my clients. I fundamentally believe that we are holistic beings and we need balance on all levels of our being, whether that's mental, emotional, physical, social energetic or spiritual. And when all of those areas are in balance, we live our lives to the fullest. And it is my mission to help my clients, my students and myself to achieve that. So for those clients who now want to explore spiritual aspects of their life for personal, professional or spiritual development, I'm open to working with them in that way. However, that was not always the case. When I set up my business, I was advised that in order to build a strong reputation, I needed to keep my work very clinical. It needed to be separate from my spiritual mindset. And if I'm being completely honest with you, there was a little bit of a relief with that. When I was growing up as a child, I had multiple spiritual experiences. I would sometimes experience feelings of deja vu or premonitions, and I would see, sense and feel spirit around me. And that was really very frightening. I always had a curiosity about the movement of the stars and crystals and natural objects. But as I got older, I realised that those things were often quite taboo to discuss and share with other people. Either you weren't believed because science didn't have a rational explanation for it, or you were told that you were crazy. And there were times that I considered that myself. So I very much bottled up that spiritual aspect of who I was, focusing more on the logical, rational part of my being. However, when I became an adult, I was confronted with several situations that made me begin to reconnect with my spiritual side. When I suffered from endometriosis, I sought complementary and alternative help. The painkillers that I'd been given were not touching it, and I was told that I may never be able to have my own children. So I found a reflexologist to help. And Linda came along like an angel coming into my life to transform everything in a really positive way. So not only through the reflexology did she eliminate my pain, she also helped me to conceive my children when the time was right. But more than that, she began to open me up to the ideas of spiritual concepts, showing me her pendulum, showing me oracle cards, discussing crystals and different spiritual beings. 
However, I was still a long way off being ready or willing to accept that within myself. And that was due to fear. Fear of something I didn't understand. Fear that something could cause harm to me or my family. However, over time I was presented with a situation where the property we lived in did have a lost soul present. And when my second child, my little boy, was a baby, he got this attachment from this spirit and it started to cause havoc. It caused damage in terms of his emotional well-being and how settled he was. And the house felt very uneasy. And it was through Linda that she cleared that. She sorted it out. And once I'd calmed down, she had a very gentle but frank conversation with me. And basically said, come on, you've always believed in things. You've always had an awareness of things. It's time to stop running. And she took me under her wing. She started teaching me about the energy system in my body and the energy system of others and different aspects of spirituality. For example, interacting with guides. She also started taking me to a group of fellow reflexologists who met monthly, who affectionately called themselves broomsticks because one of their husbands said about had they all parked their broomsticks outside during one of the meetings. And little did I know that that would open me up not only spiritually, but also to a whole new way of thinking about myself, about personal development, about healing. And it planted the seeds that I too could become a therapist. So as Linda taught me the basics, I then began to be increasingly open and interested. However, I kept it very quiet. One night I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard in my mind the words, you need to learn Reiki. Now, I did not have a clue what Reiki was. I'd never heard of it before, at least not consciously. However, something resonated deep within my system. I had that intuitive sense that whatever it was, it was right for me. Now, luckily, I was seeing Linda a couple of days later and I shared this with her. And she said to me, Reiki's a therapy and I know just the person who would be ideal to train you. That introduced me to Dai. So I went to Dai's house to do my first degree Reiki and she asked me, why was I there? And I remember thinking to myself, I can't tell her that I heard a voice in my head. She's going to think I'm insane. However, I took a deep breath and I tentatively told her, to which it opened me up to all sorts of wonderful conversations throughout the training. She was very, very open and very in tune spiritually on many different levels. So as I began to heal myself with the Reiki, I really started to explore all aspects of my being, becoming a lot more settled within myself. And as time went on, through an opportunity that presented itself, where I needed to leave my employment as a teacher, I decided what was it that I wanted to do. I decided I was going to become a therapist. Now that was really scary. I was seven and a half months pregnant, signed off sick from work, 
And I knew that if I returned to work, my life would be made a living hell. So I decided I was going to become a hypnotherapist. I got my training underway and I had a week off to give birth before finishing my training. Now, I still thought I would have to return to work. Like I say, we couldn't pay the bills without my wage. However, as it got closer to my return date and life was being made increasingly difficult for me, I realised that if I went back, I would probably be quite mentally poorly. I needed to get out of that environment. So instead, through the behaviour of others, I took the opportunity to leave, handing in my resignation along with a formal grievance. It was the best decision I've ever made. And with that being the best decision I've ever made, there were certain pointers that helped me along the way. As it was getting closer to me making that decision, I began to panic about money. So I took my children out for a walk one day. It was very much playing on my mind. And as I walked around the block, I looked up and there in front of me, I saw my supervisor at work and I got a sinking feeling, an absolute feeling of dread. I approached her and I spoke to her, looking down at the floor as much as possible, wanting to avoid eye contact. I felt so unsettled, knowing that it was wrong for me and yet I had no choice. However, when I glanced down again at her feet, a £10 note suddenly appeared. It was as if by magic. I took that £10 note, once she'd gone, looked around for the owner, and I've still kept that today. Because what that was, what I took it was, is that it was a message from the universe to say, go for it. Financially, you will be fine if you take that next step and move away from this toxic situation and environment. So I did. And over time, I started to get more messages from the universe. However, I still kept it very separate from my therapeutic work. So clients would come and I would deal with them for all range of issues. Weight loss, phobias, anxieties, stresses, insomnia, you name it. However, I always kept it very clinical. That was until something interesting started to happen. On some occasions, I would take the client back to the cause, the root of where their issue began, and they wouldn't go to something in their adulthood or childhood as I expected, nor would there be a metaphor created within their mind. Instead, they would be transported into a past life experience. An experience where they became a completely different persona, going through the details of that lifetime, all the way through to their deaths. And at that point, we would explore in between what the lessons were that they learnt in that lifetime, what had come through into this lifetime, what we needed to do to release it so it was no longer holding them back, and also if there were any relatives or family members, or people that they knew in this lifetime that were also present in that previous lifetime. And when this happened, even though I never went searching for it, something remarkable started to happen. Very instant transformation was taking place with those clients. 
so I started to incorporate it more and more into my work. However, I kept it very hush, hush. I'd had personal experiences over the few years where I'd become a therapist that were difficult. I'd had a group of friends, a social circle when my children were little, that when I embarked upon more spiritual and therapeutic healing, they distanced themselves and they went out of my life. Now, I'm very grateful for that now. I recognise sometimes people and situations need to leave your life to make room for new to come in. However, at the time I was devastated. I felt very lost and very lonely. And it became apparent to me that some of the reason that they were no longer in contact was because of my spiritual beliefs and the way that I was opening up to interacting with energy and the world beyond the five physical senses. I didn't want the same to happen with my business and there was an internal conflict within me. I knew that I was still just as competent and capable clinically as I always had been. However, there was now an extra element to my work which made me not only a better therapist but a better person. However, I just didn't know how to say it and share it with others due to the fear of criticism. I realised from that I needed to do some work. I realised that every time I started to dip into that spiritual world, I would freak out and retreat back, closing the doors on it and going into hiding. It was time for things to change. So one night I said to my husband, who is also a trained therapist, although professionally he works as a kitchen designer, Pete, I need some help. I have this overwhelming fear that if I share the spiritual side of myself and my work, I'm going to be ridiculed or rejected or my reputation will be damaged. So the method of therapy he used was integral eye movement therapy. And as he moved his finger in front of my eyes, initially my mind very rapidly flicked to a few situations that happened within this present lifetime. And then I was transported back, a memory becoming so clear and so vivid in my mind. I saw at first the numbers 1300, and then an image appeared before me of a little hut surrounded by other tiny huts. I was shown that within that hut, I lived with my adult brother. However, one night he went out and got very drunk. He came back and he wanted a connection with me that I wasn't happy with. In that lifetime, I refused to commit incest and in a fit of rage, my brother stormed out of the hut. He rang the village bell and accused me of witchcraft. It then jumped to the next scene. I was on a platform with crowds of people watching and there I was hung as a witch and the last memory I had was of those people staring in judgment, in criticism and it had left me with a deep-seated fear. Through exploring this, however, it began to very rapidly, almost instantly, release itself from me. All of a sudden I felt more open, more able to be myself. 
I'm more able to work with my clients in a spiritual way. I accepted that it wouldn't resonate with some people due to their belief systems. However, equally, I had enough trust in the universe by this time that I knew that the universe would also provide me with the clients, the students and the experiences I needed. And I knew that as I let go of that judgment about myself, the concern about others, I was in fact welcoming in new and better energy and experiences into my life. And it was amazing. I believe truly we meet who we're meant to meet along the way. I believe that our journey is a magical, mystical, amazing experience. And the more we can embrace it on all levels, the better our life becomes. And that now includes the work that I do with my clients. So it went from exploring past lives to looking at in-between life states in more depth, interacting with guides, looking at archetypal patterns, ancestral healing that needed to be done, looking at soul fragmentation and retrieval, and also spirit release work, helping those lost souls who needed to be taken to the light. And as I've embraced this within my work, I have become a much better therapist and a much more open person. And now I have the absolute privilege of training hypnotherapists, past life regression therapists and Reiki practitioners so that they can do the same, helping clients to access what they need on every level of their being. Now, I'm not saying every person needs spiritual development. Lots of people don't want that. But it's a really beautiful journey for those people that are ready to embrace it. Through my spiritual journey, it certainly helped me to stop taking things so personally. I recognise that everybody is on their own journey, going at their own pace, that everybody makes mistakes. A mistake, however, isn't a person. Our behaviours are separate to who we really are at our core. It's helped me to become more aware of the life that I want to lead and given me greater meaning and purpose. And I know that this is the same for all the wonderful souls I now come across on my journey that share their own experiences of spiritual development and spiritual healing along the way. And I feel very, very privileged and very, very grateful that I gave myself that permission to come out of the spiritual closet and live my life in accordance with who I really am today. Acknowledging my past, accepting myself for who I've been, enjoying the present, and knowing that I will continue to develop to be the best version of myself that I can be in the future. If you have had any spiritual experiences at whatever level, I love to hear about them. And I hope as I share some journeys with different people on this path. I hope you really gain a lot from hearing about their experiences because we're all on a unique path. However, through sharing experiences, it can help us to progress along the way. I hope you have a great day with whatever you're doing and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care and bye-bye for now. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you are interested in what we do, please go to my website, www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk. As well as information on the therapies I offer, there is also links to my Past Life Regression Therapist Programme and my professional hypnotherapy training programmes. If you are looking for online training for self-development, please go to debbieison.thinkific.com. And also remember to follow me on social media. Simply on Facebook, type in Tranquil Awakenings to find my business page. And I'm also on Instagram. I love hearing from you. Please do send any comments or questions. And if you have any ideas of what you would like me to talk about on future episodes, please do send me a message.